Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the program. Do you hear some of your life, your story in that intro? Um, If you do, or somewhat of that, you're in the right place. If you're new to the program, I'm your host, Michelle Mache, and if you're part of the regular crew or in returning, hi. Always great to be here. Um, we got great people in the chat, um, wonderful insights. They're also the co-pilots, co-hosts, and sound engineers. And if you'd like to ask a question, you can um, in the chat. Um, However, you have to uh, do a, a profile with blog talk radio which is just a quick little email thing to fill out otherwise you can listen in the chat or you can call in at 347-539-5122 and press one on the keypad crystal bowls breton in the chat yep love the intro me too tammy yes you too yes um yeah it's a great um Hey, Angie. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, getting in the chat. Oh, cozy. Uh, so I tried to log in with my other number, and it wouldn't allow me to. It kept saying that I wasn't putting the code in. But guess what I noticed? I got an email about our guest, which stay around for the second half of the program. Guest looks really good. Author of Crystals for Energy Healing and her new book coming out, Cosmic Crystals, the Rituals and Meditations for Connecting with Lunar Energy. And you know me, since I'm a bit of a bruja curandera shaman, I love working with lunar energy. So um, very powerful. A lot of us are being asked to go back to that um, because it is the divine, it's the feminine aspect of Earth, um, you know, of the universe or universes. Um, but direct, really affects us, so really blending that lunar and solar energy. So, yeah, a little Mercury retrograde dance. Don't know what was going on, but what I did find out was um, by looking at the numbers, everyone, Awakening crew, tribe, community, Awakenings, my call-in number, uh, the prefix is 200, so that's a very powerful number. Um, two, with all the possibilities, collaboration, cooperation, community, stands for community, 2000, uh, stands for uh, community. Anytime you get hit, twos are cooperation, but when you start getting into double digits, two zero, it's, uh, it's possibilities um, coming together for a bigger purpose, and then 444. 
444. All the numbers I looked at on mine, I don't know, I have other people's too, have probably have the same number because we all have different codes. But I was like, oh my God, that spirit coming through. That 444 and 4444 energy is so powerful. It does denote, um, Crystal Bowles Gretna in the chat, do I need this this week? Oh yeah, we all do. Crystal Bowles Gretna, Sue, we need this. Um, hello, Louise, welcome. So, yes, okay, so here's what I'm going to answer a couple of email questions, um, at least one for sure. And those of you, if I don't get to your email question, I will um, next week for sure. So we are being so guided and so tested, though. We are going through challenging times, hard times. That's what that 444 is and 4444, but it is also the card of guidance. And I really feel a lot of these challenges, okay, some of them could just, you know, universal cosmological, but if we're looking at the, the meaning behind it in regards to consciousness and evolution, which I'm going to call that just more of a downloading of consciousness within our realm and us raising more above duality or extending or expanding more beyond duality, living more in that middle range, right? And to do that, we have to have less egoic functioning, egoic functioning, which means really to have a healthy, a truly healthy ego, doing some, you know, ego strengthening. And how do we have a healthy ego is by healing, emotional healing, repatterning, looking at our wounds, loving and accepting ourselves, wounds and all, okay, despite the wounds, wounds and all seeing that that's part of the earth experience that doesn't put us in a certain class or a certain box because we've had certain experiences or we do certain things, the same with other people. So we're really getting this ramped up energy, a ramping up energy and focus of self-love, love and acceptance, and therefore being able to have more acceptance and compassion for others. That does not necessarily mean condoning what people are doing that are, you know, wrong or wounding, you know, unca- you know, hurtful behavior. It's calling it out to some degree, but it's also for some people so you don't get overwhelmed, especially those of you that are more empathetic or empaths, that knowing that what is coming to the surface, whether within you, someone else, a situation, a, a, a system, a, you know, a soul system, a environmental system, a political system, a corporation, that it's coming up for healing. And it also is giving people a chance that this is their realm of expertise to do the healing. And this is why the guide said months ago, and some people didn't quite understand it. I had some like little controversy, know your lane. I even told a friend this, know your lane, you're out of your lane. We don't have to do everything and, and, and contribute everything, you know, it, it, and you've seen this right now with this, planetary energy that more and more people are awakening with their with their gifts there's becoming because it's still at an egoic level for many because they haven't done the deeper work they really haven't it's not it's a different type of awakening than even five ten years ago and definitely 20 or 30 beyond years ago um where there was more of a path where you studied with mentors, where you, maybe you didn't put your shingle out and start teaching right away. You really worked more on yourself. And then there was this guidance to go out and help others. It's a bit slipped now, but that's also because 
people are get you know the soul is the energy of the soul and focus of the soul is being downloaded more and we are kind of ramped up um in more of an ego focus of ego wounding you know such as narcissism borderline personality delusion you know things that people do uh, you know unregulated emotions whether it's you know schizoid effect i mean there's a lot of different psychological terms we could look at but the bottom line is it's wounding from unhealed wounds emotions emotions it's emotional states that have caused this whether in the womb during birth outside of birth or it's reinforced as we've been growing up it's it's been encoded within our familial system ancestral system our culture our cultura system right our um school system our systems are encoded with wounding it's like systematic racism it's a system it's it's in the system right but we are the system the individuals are the system but in order to change the system we have to heal and work on ourselves so you are going to see kind of people rising up and you know they're clamoring because people are like oh well this is the way for me to be seen or this is my next step or my next level it's not a bad thing. I've had a lot of healers that are perhaps more advanced or been working on themselves that have questioned that and said, you know, that doesn't seem fair. They're not having to do all the work. Well, that's true. <laughs> Look at parenting. Some people say, oh, you work hard and the kid has a trust fund and they don't do much, you know, or whatever, whatever it is, you know, whatever, you, whatever you've created. And that's just how things are passed on in, from an evolutionary standpoint. Some things become a def- deficit you know maybe there's less opening or opportunity and some things become more of an opening or opportunity so we wouldn't have the higher frequency energy or the people awakening without the the inner work you know even though i came in i would say fairly you know awake and conscious um you know in some areas not so much still had a lot of healing still do um, but with my gifts, I still had to cultivate them, and it was it was very much a path of healing others. Even in the beginning of doing my deep work, even with the gifts that I had of being psychic or being able to, you know, facilitate healing for people, or you know, I can, you know, those of you that know my story, I could go on and on. Um, I still had teachers tell me, "Do the work. You need to work on yourself. You need to heal yourself to get to a higher vibrational frequency." So the thing to know is. Those that are coming more from an egoic function, the reason being is they're going to meet people of that level. Okay, so those of you that are saying, oh, I'm more advanced, or I've been working on myself, or I've done this for so long or so many years, yes, you're still going to get some what we call newbies or neophytes on the path, but they will be at a different level on a soul level, right? So again, more frequencies are coming into the circle or spiral of awakening, of more consciousness, more awareness. And some may not be of the greatest motivation. You know, it may be egoic, like performing or, you know, or this is the way I'm going to make money now or be seen. But it still has its purpose. So I guess that's part of what I'm hearing to share with all of you. And these eclipses are bringing this kind of stuff up. We're seeing more and more the underpinning in our own life, in our, in our life with other people. We're seeing, and many of you are feeling, what seems to be competitive or competition or vying or, you know, and, and again, it's going to be coming to a fever pitch until it starts plateauing, 
okay? And, you know, whether it's through social media, whether, again, the thing to go back is to ask yourself, hmm, if there's only two or three notes being played, maybe the symphony is including more notes right now. And that's part of what's happening. So there is a lot of, um, let's see, Angie in the chat, a lot of workforce coming, but I feel empowered rather than crippled. Yes. Uh, the eclipse was a doozy. I had a breakthrough realization with my mother and patterning poor wound. Yes. So part of this, it's not just the eclipse. It is also how it is aspecting the the collected, the uh, north node and south node, as well as Chiron retrograde in Aries, which is the self. And then we have Neptune. It'd be good to look and see where the north, where is the North Node in Cancer in your chart. That's going to tell a lot. Where are those retrograded planets in your chart? What are they aspecting? But even Chiron. Where is Chiron in Aries in your chart, or Neptune? Where is Neptune in your chart, which is retrograde? So it's kind of like an eraser. Things are being gone over to get to deeper levels. So some things that are coming up for people are isolation, alienation, not having someone there for you, always giving. And many of this is calling in the wounding of those that are more empathetic, those empaths, light workers, mediators, helpers, those in the healing ser- services to see how you now need to flip it. Instead of saying, and you can say, why is this always done to me? Or why am I the one that's always in this position? Or I'm helping or no one's there for me. Yeah, you got to play through that and go move to the deeper level of that wounding. But then you also have to start making conscious decisions to do more for yourself and let others do for others and let others do for you. So some of you have been taught to kind of micromanage, and some of that micromanaging has even been energetic, where you feel what's needed and you adapt which is great. You'll continue to do that. But for things to shift within your own life and planetarily, you have to move into what some of you might think is more selfish, more selfish, okay, more self-centered or centered in self. You need to move out of being so other-directed. And this causes stirs because some of you, it's not even what you're doing it's how you're feeling. It's the new energy pattern that you're emitting. Because as you're embodying more of these higher frequency energies and allowing more of the soul to come through you, the soul is not only going to pick, but it's also going to radiate out. It's going to emit what's necessary, the new frequency that you're operating on. So people are going to pick up on that. They're going to be, that's not, oh, they're not as available. Or they're just going to be irritated because something has changed. They don't necessarily know why. So with this eclipse and the eclipses, even on the 16th, you're going to feel more, and many of you are probably already are, irritation, restlessness, held back, you know, having to look within, having to go challenge after challenge, feeling blocked. And that's just because the timing isn't right. It's like if you're traveling on a road and there's all these blocks or you're trying to find water, right, and you don't see the water, well, what do, what do you know, doubt, they, doubters or whatever, water diggers, whatever they call them, looking for water, I don't know what you call them, they dig down, they dig deeper. So we're not used to having to go deeper and deeper and deeper on this earth plane. The other thing that's happening is 
the higher frequency energies or more expanded energies of 5D and above are, are being anchored within us. We're moving into the embodiment of this. And on some level, it's not conscious. It's just happening that we're – so a lot of people were thinking, oh, five, we're extending or expanding. We are, but we're also downloading and anchoring those frequencies on the earth plane, right? So it's like going into a room and there's a lot of fireflies in there and you turn on the light and all these fireflies start lighting up, right? You start seeing the, the light, but it's overwhelming. There's so many of them. So, again, a lot of this is out of the egoic control, and we don't necessarily understand it. We're being put in a position where we have to just respond to it, which, again, is very lunar uh, energy, right? It's, it's very uh, tr- not only transcendent and integrative because we're, we're integrating these energies within us. It's being done to us from our higher self, from that innate intelligence. So our mediating intelligence, the higher self of us, is already there and is putting us in positions and situations that we have to do this deeper healing to go to that next level, right? <laughs> Louise in the chat, my irritation has been so irritating. Yes, this is so everything is irritating. Yeah, I hear you. Ants in the pants, Louise is saying yes. Yes, it's very um, – and then, of course, the, you know, the retrograde, Mercury in retrograde is uh, conjuncting Mars uh, in Leo. So that's a fixed sign, very powerful, very self-expressive. So not to get too much into astrology of it, but those of you that follow that, that gives you some ideas. Basically, the, the energetic patterning is shifting more from a separatist point of view or egoic. I say egoic, not necessarily ego, because we're retraining the ego. And at some point, we won't need that psychological or instinctual function of the ego. The soul will subsume the personality. Now, does that mean we'll still have an identity, a separated out or individuated out identity or sense of self or sense of soul, but the idea of protection, um, you know, the because we'll be more connected to not only our instinctual awareness, you know, our body wisdom, kinesthetic memory, more telepathic. It's just a different game. So we're in the hallway. We're in the dark hallway. We're in a collective, if you want to, dark night of the soul because we don't know which way to go except for deeper within or reaching out for, to mean, meaningful people like-minded people, situations that uh, support us. You know, I would say whatever you can do that can support you going deeper within and your own wounding. Um, and, and also the self-care, the self-nurturing, self-renew, res- restoration, you know, at least on a weekly basis. And if you can do it a few times a week or have a check-in with yourself at night, you know, check-in with yourself before you start your day. I do my yin yoga, absolutely, because that, the way this healing session is set up with the the yin yoga, the way that Sarah does it, who was on last week, it's very much an individual, it's collective, the group is there in the group energy, but it's also very individual, and it's very meditative, it's very, you know, you're holding, sometimes I'm holding those postures are asanas for five minutes, 
and just going deeper and deeper and then seeing what is evoked, what comes up. Now, what this also means is that many of you are perhaps not feeling as close to certain people or they're not feeling as close to you. So because the soul is going, see, how do I want to say this? The soul likes a lot of different experiences. And even surface or light, it doesn't matter. Whatever the wavelength is, it best, you know, connects in. However, there's a recognition on a soul level that, like, we incarnate. One of my metaphysical teachers used to say we incarnate like bunches of bananas or bunches of grapes. This is why, you know, not just my YouTube readings, um, you know, I get so many people saying, why are they so accurate? Because we're in the same soul wave, not even soul group or, you know, soul tribe. It's, it's, there's a soul wave before it extends out into a tribe or a community or a group that has such a similar resonance. It's working on, it's like being, a, it's like being a, you know, a lake or a pond or a river right? Are you part of the lake or the river? You're going to get a certain type of reading if you're part of the lake. If you're part of the river, a different type. You know, part of the ocean, the Atlantic Ocean. Again, everything, you see what I'm saying? It's still all waves. It's still all water. still the same essence. However, there are similar, really two to three learning lessons and maybe underneath that three to four more sub-learning lessons that people come in with to, to heal and focus. And then as they learn those lessons, it, it is, you know, put into the collective. It's put into the collective consciousness. It helps with that shift. If you are on the earth plane, emotional healing, energy in motion, understanding emotions, and that correlates to a lot of things. That correlates to hormones, that cor- right? There's a lot of things that tie in if you're looking at the esoteric uh, anatomy, physiology, the, the esoteric component of how energy affects us. And everything is energy, right? It's, it's, it's chemical, chemical changes. So that's why so much information now about the heart and the brain and how they work together, but also the gut knowing, because everything has a vibrational component, which also includes an outpicturing of the hormonal, the chemical, the hormonal, the chemical, uh, biochemical, if you will. Uh, so everything affects everything. So as we ch- shift and change, that affects how we not only live, but think and feel and what we emanate and what we draw in. So many of you may feel like certain people are not understanding you or not as empathetic or not as, you know, maybe they're irritated with you because they sense something. They're, they're responding or reacting to the changes, but they don't know what it is. And to some degree, what it is also a message of, know your lane, get in your lane, find your lane, find your area of what is your real gift or gifts and expertise and how can you blend them? It doesn't have to be just one thing. But you have to find your own way, and you also have to make sure you're doing the deeper healing or the deeper inner work, especially the repatterning. You know, that's, um, you know, one of the reasons I got guided to do the, the work that I, you know, studied, um, the transpersonal therapy and hypnotherapy, and, you know, 
resonance repatterning work because it's all about patterns. Everything is a pattern. The sun, the moon, everything works in a pattern. Everything works through a system of unfolding. Everything is regulated to some degree. There's trends. There's pattern. That's that's what we read as a as a psychic, you know, channel reading the energy pattern. But so we're changing those patterns. They're being changed through us as us, you know, cosmologically they're being changed. But the innate intelligence, which we have a part of that innate intelligence, is within us. And the mediating tells the higher self is trying to orchestrate the lower level part of us, the, the kind of the, you know, the computer part of us in a way, um, that, okay, we're going to have new input now. So some of you may have people or situations falling by the wayside. A big part of that is the message that you need, you're not aligned as aligned as you were. doesn't mean you don't stay connected, but you, for the now, you may be being pushed by your higher self through the reflection of other people to find more aligned people to you and to step outside your comfort zone. This, um, let's see, my lane, Crystal Bolt, yeah, get in your lane. Uh, Louise is saying, I wrote some more letters of forgiveness this week to a few oversouls to sever karmic ties for deeper release and unfurling. Very good. Yeah, use it all, whatever you're getting. I mean, the message 4444 and 444, I mean, you're, we're being guided. 101010, 10, 10, big changes. Those of you that are seeing that, if you're seeing 111 or 1111, that's aligning you to higher frequency energy. It's like an energetic chiropractic adjustment. It's all about alignment, attunement, attuning and aligning to higher frequency energy or more expansive energies of you, your soul. Like a little soul tune-up. It's going through, getting the, you know, getting, if you've ever had chiropractic or um, osteopathy or any kind, cranial sacral, <laughs> it's all that. It's galactic. You're getting aligned. Uh, those energy numbers are working within a frequency in a system of the angelic realm or spirit beings, whatever, you know, people have different terms for them if you don't like the term angelic. Um, but it is of that realm, okay? So we're being forced to connect more into the uh, unseen, if you will. That's always there, right? It's there. It's 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 the part of us that we can feel. And sometimes you see it. You see it psychically, right? Angie in the chat, grateful for the sign. Yeah, so you'll see, you know, You'll, you will see signs, get messages. Um, someone put on Facebook, was it Louise? I don't know who it was here. Um, you know, that they always, whatever I write comes at the right time for them. They, and I'm like, well, you're calling in that sign. You're calling in that message. It, see, it's a very interesting dance between ourselves between the macro and the micro, between the God is, the all that is, the I am, and the that I am. There's the I am and that I am, but they're one and the same. It's just different frequencies, step-down frequency, uh, just like we are the planets, each of the planets. Um, Louise is also saying, I love through music and lyrics. Oh, yes, you can ask. Again, and I'm going to share a little story with you. Some of you have heard me talk about this, but years ago, Especially I was doing a lot of healing work and just amazing miracles. I mean, 
one um, Heaven on Earth bookstore. And if you were there, I was working with some people and they were literally seeing the light, the light in the room, the light beings that I was working with and, and commented on that. And then I had done a workshop in this magenta ball of light came in and I wish, you know, back then we didn't really, we wasn't, my phone was in my, per, you know, now I'd probably keep it by me and go snap a picture, snap a picture. But they did get a picture. I did a workshop with, um, with uh, aura cleansing and we did Caroline photography and my aura because my is magenta was bright, you know, magenta. And that's the dimension I come from uh, on this planetary experience. So we call in that, right? We call in what we want. Well, along that time, I was, I was seeing so many miracles and so many amazing, amazing phenomena. I mean, just unbelievable, you know, things were occurring. Always when I was in a workshop or a retreat or when I was in session. And so I asked, I said, well, I want to see something when I'm not in session. I want to see, I want some, I want to see something, something, you know, miraculous or interesting, um, mind you, there were some things that were, now that I think about it, being in Mexico, opening the key with the, the door with the key that wasn't the right key and, you know, lifting the car up. I mean, there's been certain experiences that as I look back, I'm like, oh, I was still getting them outside of session. But what happened was I asked, and at the time I lived by myself, lived by the beach. And I remember going, um, with a friend to the movies and I came back and I'd had this huge overstuffed leather sofa and it was at an angle. And I was like, Oh, how did that happen? Right. So, and I had a cat, Cleo, <laughs> cat didn't do it. And I was like, Oh my God, what is going on here? And so for like three days in a row, my furniture was being moved while I was sleeping and I'd get up and it was moved different, different, pieces of furniture then one day what really got me was um my boyfriend at the time was like what's going on is somebody in here and I go no it's spirit I go I've asked for signs I guess I don't know what's happening here so one day I get up and my cat's mouth is on the uh keyboard right and I thought, oh, that's interesting, because the cat, my cat, never went up by my computer, never went. You know, I knew it wasn't her. I knew this was spirit. You know, doing this with the, you know, guides, because I'd asked, I guess, right? I asked, I asked, and then I went in the other room and I said out loud, I said, oh, that's interesting, but it'd be more cute or more funny if it was mouth to mouth. In other words, if her little catnip mouth was nose to nose with my keyboard mouth. I kid you not, I went back in my healing office. I remember went to the loo, went in there, and I came back in. It was like, I don't know, three minutes later or something, five minutes later at the most. And catnip mouth was mouth to mouth, was nose. And I said, okay, I believe, I believe. Thank you very much. This has all been good. Keep it up. It's interesting. It's fun. So were so powerful. So I talked to my metaphysical teacher at the time, one of them, and he said, but Michelle, who called this in? Who created this? And it stumped me for a while. Like, I don't know, spirit. He goes, no, you did. He goes, you have to ask for your messages to be able to see them. Sometimes we're getting them. We're getting them all the time, but we're not focused on them, right? 
And he said, you have to ask. When you ask for the messages, you ask for the signs, you ask for the confirmations, they come. And in the way, it was a very magical time. I mean, now going back to it, wow, it was so just amazing. But to have that kind of game. Jen knows one in the chat because I was on the phone with her when I had stacks of tarot cards, I don't know, 15 or 20 of them. And I rubber band, you know, I know it's sacrilege to some people, but I rubber band them, right? And I'm on the phone right by the fireplace, and all of a sudden I scream. I'm like, ah! And she's like, what? What's going on? I go, I go, I, how did this happen? So there's three cards out, exactly what I'm going through. And oh, I can't remember the the the, the uh, card deck. Really good. Rachel Pollock, I think, is the author of the card deck. Um, looking at, I can't see it anyway. So there was, um, I think it was Wheel of Fortune, Ten of Pentacles, and. Ace of Pentacles, or Ace of Pentacles, Wheel of Fortune, Ten of Pentacles. There we go. Now, she was saying, I know what you're about to say, right? Yes, Jen, you remember in the chat. See, I'm not making stories up, you guys. I have, she was on the line with me. So, Jen says, oh, maybe it came out or late at night. I said, no, 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 no. Plus, the deck that those three cards came out of were at the very bottom. And the rubber band was still on them. And it wasn't Cleo. So, again, it was a sign. It was a message, right? And, again, you know, I could go on and on about the stories. But I'd love, But it's a good example. We are moving in or being moved into the space where this becomes more and more of an occurrence. Divine mystic, how wild. Yeah. Well, I certainly took the message, you know, for the for years I had those three cards on my um I wouldn't put them back in the deck. I kept it's just such an amazing phenomenon um that I kept it on my refrigerator as a reminder. No one was in there. Cleo did, was a pretty amazing cat could do some amazing things, but nah, unrubber un- banding, you know, wrapped twice. And it was the deck that I very rarely used that was on the very bottom um, of the stack. So see how powerful we are when we're aligned? So expect more of this. This is why I'm sharing this, that right now it's a bit dark. It's a bit irritating. There's so much stuff that's coming up to look at. But it's so that what I'm sharing is more and more common occurrences, more commonly called in. Because it is this um, interesting divine play between us and the creator aspect. And I don't mean that as a one being, right? The totality is God as an energy, an energetic field and fo- focus, the innate intelligence of the all that is, that we get more into the play of it, spirit play, soul play, the soul playground, right? That we, we've learned a lot through toil, but we're having to go through the toil. It's challenging. It's hard times. This is not an easy redirection of energy. And we've been trained to go at our life and our relationships in a certain way. But imagine, that's why some people say heaven on earth. It is the mystical, the magical lived more on earth. Think of it as in partnership. In a modern way, in a contemporary way, in a practical way, it it has to work on the earth plane. It's not about checking out or leaving 
it's about allowing those frequencies to download within you, opened up to them. That is you, right? And to live it embodied. So uh, that's from some email questions. I hope, you know, some of you that are feeling a little alienated or the irritation, that's just the energy frequency. That's, and expect more of that with Uranus and Taurus. It's a, it's a buzzy energy, and we don't yet have a focus for it. You know, what, we're, what we've been trained to do or inculcated or socialized to do is it doesn't work, isn't working. So you have to find various ways to move the energy, but going deep is one of them. Tammy in the chat, I love when stuff like that happens, me as well. Okay, callers, I'm going to get to a few callers before our guest comes on. That number is 347-539-5122, 347-539-5122. Please press 1 on your keypad. That lets me know you want to get on air, okay, because otherwise you might just be listening my phone. Hello and welcome to the program. You're on air. Hello. Nine one seven two six three. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, my guide's off on messing with my TV. I can't escape and tune in. Oh, I had that happen the other day, Angie. Um. Okay. So nine one seven. I'll come back to you. Okay, we have a lot of people in the queue, but I don't know if you're listening. So if you are, if you had a question, comment, wanted to share, or you wanted a reading, please press 1 on your keypad. Um, I hope Linda did this answer for you. Let me know. As you can see, a lot of people were had similar questions. Kind of wait till we get a, a you know, a group of questions. Make sure jumping in the chat. Yeah, that's another thing. Um, you know, and Angie brought it up in the chat is, you know, things with the TV going out. You know, uh, if you know if you've been checking out, sometimes it's good. It's good to tune out. It's good to you know, Prime, Netflix, whatever movie, film, whatever you're watching. Um, you know, whatever that it that escape, especially for the mind. You know, just to rest. But sometimes you need to tune in or attune. So because electronics work, especially with Wi-Fi, electromagnetically, because you also have to plug them in, right, uh, spirits do tend to come in through that or spiritual energy, whether it's through your, high, your higher self or, you know, other spirit beings or come through or energies or entities, you know, can even come through depending on what level you're working with, you know, what vibrational frequency, what, what level of the veil, what part of the veil, but cars, electronics, um, phones, uh, especially in the digital age. And again, think about it, this Aquarian age, you know, Aquarius rules or represents technology and specific Specifically, with, as it's ruled by Uranus and Saturn, it's grounding the technology within the system. Saturn rules has to do with systems, right? It has to do with time. It's the male principle, which has to do with organization and structure. And that Uranus is coming through. So technology, that's why when people scoff at technology or, you know, or say, oh, it's bad. Or, no, 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 no. It has a very, just like anything else, too much of it, obviously, 
can be not healthy or life enhancing. But technology has a very specific purpose in the new paradigm and is very, very important because it is a faster carrier wave of our intentions and the energy and specifically higher frequency energy. I mean, it can pass any level of energy, lower frequency, wounded energy, but the more that the higher frequency energy is broadcast through various mediums or media, right, it helps to raise and sustain a wide, you know, more expanded vibrational frequency and to pass it along, okay? So it's in the etheric more, it's in the ethers more uh, than when we had regular telephones. I mean, everything is passed through, so even on cable. But when you think of the the uh, alignment and representation, what does, what does like satellite or cells represent is more attuned to us than cable, although we have cable within us. You could look at cables like as veins, right? But fiber optics, things like that are cutting through. They're matching and mixing with our own energetic frequency. So it's a, it's a much quicker uh, download. Um, oh, so Linda's saying, yes, thank you so much, Michelle. It goes back to what we spoke about and isn't something. And 444 came up when we were talking. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay, let's see if we have a Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Thank you for taking my call. Can you hear me clearly? I can. Who am I speaking to? Am I speaking Hi. With? You're Hi. speaking with Terry. Hi, how are you? Terry, hi, Terry. Hi, Terry, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you very clearly. Oh, good. Um, what's your question, Terry? Or did you have a comment or a question? Yeah, I have a question. So I see that your show is attracting, I guess, the right people to come into your life. So how Mm -hmm. do I attract a good mate? I mean, I'm extremely picky. I've been single for several years, but I'm happy with myself. So, yeah. Boy, that's a big question because it, it also depends on your personal cycle, where you're at, and what you're meant to be focusing on. The one thing I can share, yeah, the one thing I can share with you is, and you probably do this if you're happy with yourself, you're probably taking yourself out on dates and extending out. Really important to look at whether somebody's, whether it's relationship, a job, or move, whenever we're going to be, you know, in a new environment, and, you know, again, a person is like a new environment that comes into our life or we go into their life. Look at the qualities of the people and the situation that you want. And as much yes. as possible, live that and replicate that. So for one thing I feel with you intuitively, I feel for you it, it's about – I feel like you have a good social circle. You've got, you are doing really well. But I feel for you it's about extending out. Does that make yes. sense? It okay. does. Uh-huh. That's going to do it, extending out. As you're extending out – it leaves a gap in from where we were. Here's the thing. Let's look at it this way, like parking a car. Let's say we always park in the same spot, right? And then let's say our neighbor mm-hmm. parks in front of us. So there's that same amount of space. It's the same, it's the same routine. It's the same thing. 
yes, new things can come in. However, when we change things up a little bit, we create more space. We move things around. It's like mm-hmm. if I'm putting a jigsaw puzzle together and I'm, I'm putting on all the puzzle pieces to the left side and all of a sudden I don't have any more piece, I can't find the right piece to put in. And now I start looking at other pieces and maybe I put a piece in that's on the upper right side. Now that's changed the picture. There's a new perspective. Yes. So as right as our perspective changes, what we experience or what we draw in is allowed to change. So I would say for you, just extending out, you know, different people, different environments, just ex- if you have a, like, a, like, oh, I'd like to try this or I'd like to go here, this looks interesting, just follow through okay. on that. Because I kind of feel okay. there might be online dating for you, but I almost feel like you're going to meet somebody in a very serendipity way. And here's what I see psychically. So keep us in, keep us posted. Call back when you meet the person. I almost feel like there's one ticket. It's almost like a lottery ticket. Like one person has one half and the other has another half. I don't know if that means you're going to a movie or a play, but I feel like there's some place you're going to go um, socially uh-huh. where you're on your own or you're meeting friends and maybe they're late or they don't show up till later or they don't show. Something happens where it opens up this dialogue with this, uh, with okay. this individual. I feel a man. So, yeah. All right. Keep us posted, Terry. Thanks okay, for listening. I, will. I love it. I'm taking the advice. Okay. Thank you. Uh, you're so welcome. <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah. Think about space, you know. Think about being able to alter your space. Altering your space alters the vibrational frequency, you know, rearranges it and alters what can come in. It's kind of like cross-training. Those of you fitness buffs, we don't want to work out the same muscles all the time or do the same activities. I got to be honest, even sometimes, and I've had this with some of my clients, that say, oh, I do this, I do this every day, I hike, I do this. The, sometimes that gets boring. Even if stuff is good for you, if it's healthy for you, your soul likes variety. It really does not like doing the same thing over and over and over because it's constantly curious. It's, it's like a child. You know, it may like something, but, it, it, you know, and, and be drawn to it just like a child. But it wants to try other things. It may try other things and give it up and go back to the old or stay with the old. But honestly, in a, in a, if you think of the wonder child, if we think of, you know, children, you know, that are pretty healthy, um, if you watch them, or animal beings sniffing around, it's exploratory, it's curious. As on a human level, the ego level likes to get into routines. Oh, this is what's healthy for me. This is what always works. I know when a client tells me this, this is always what works for me. This is what I always do. I know they're not listening to their soul or their higher self, especially if they're stressed and doing behaviors perhaps that are not so life-enhancing. Then I know they're not reaching their soul. Whatever they're doing has dried up. You know? And artists know this. That's why they rotate what they're doing, you know? They, they may be amazing painters, but then all of a sudden they're doing sculpting or they're doing writing or poetry or, or, they're, or they're going someplace to be inspired or be filled up again. You know, so again, it's that creative aspect, the innate intelligence within, right? That mediating intelligence that's connecting us to the innate intelligence of the all that is. Sometimes we need to change it up. 
So we're going to be changing it up right now. We're getting to our awakening dialogue. Um, really kind of excited today who we have on. Uh, we have on today Ashley Levy, founder and educational director of Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Uh, this coming August, she her book is The Cosmic Crystals, The Rituals and Meditations for Connecting with Lunar Energy, which will be out this August. This book helps us better understand the energy of the moon and how to work with its energy using crystal rituals. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Let's talk to her. Let's see what's going on. Hello, Ashley. Welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, I'm so excited. I love, we've got two books out, Crystals for uh, Energy Healing and then The Cosmic Crystals. The Rituals and Meditations for Connecting with Lunar Energy. That's out uh, this August, right? Yeah, I believe it is set right now to release August 20th, so just a few short weeks away. Okay, great. And obviously, uh, Amazon, we're all because a lot of our listeners are international and all over the country. Yeah, so literally. Anywhere books are sold. So Amazon, okay. Barnes & Noble, usually Target stores. If you're down, say, in Australia, you can do Books a Million, pretty much anywhere you can think of. Ah, perfect, perfect. Love it, love it, love it. And now let us know um, the website also because some people like to look while, they're, while we're having our chat. Um, yeah, if you want to check out. Yeah, if you want to check out the book, you can go to quartonose.com. That's the publisher's website, and you can find links there to everywhere the book is sold. You can just do a little search once you get to that site for Cosmic Crystals, and the book will pop up. Um, otherwise, you can also find it on my own site at loveandlightschool.com, and we're even offering some signed copies, and we have some really exciting pre-release bonuses. So one of the things that we do at the school is I actually teach online crystal healing classes to people all over the world. And we have a free one-hour class all about using crystals with the moon phases when you pre-order the book. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Oh, great. So let's dive in here. Um, I'd like to ask, like, your first awakening or awakenings and, and also how you came to have this focus on the path and write your books. So we always like to get the beginning. Like when were you getting those kind of hints or, or was it two by four over the head? You know, what got you on the path? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think with my first book with crystals for energy healing, it was something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. I'd actually self-published a few books before that and was really, really proud of those, but I felt, so called to write, which is so strange because if you would have asked me, you know, growing up in junior high, high school, <laughs> I would have told you there is no right, way right. I'm ever writing anything again. I'm <laughs> not doing it. But for me, this really came from intuition. This came from my experience as an energy healer, as a light worker, as an empath. And these were kind of in Crystals for Energy Healing, the culmination of kind of all of that knowledge that had been gathered from the universe. Because I feel like crystals are these little physical representations of light. 
there are these healing tools that are here for us to work with and they come through in such amazing ways and crystals for energy healing was really an opportunity to write a source book or directory to a hundred different crystals and how you can actually work with them. And, And my goal with that book was really to empower others to see that this isn't necessarily just about what you read online or what you learned in this YouTube video. This is about your personal experience. So in that book, I literally give one way to work with every single crystal in that book to start to empower and inspire people. So that had a very different journey Mm. than the new book, Cosmic Crystals. Um, Now, Ashley, before we get to Cosmic Crystals, can I ask you, you said a very personal, can you elaborate on that? You said a very personal way of dealing or using the crystals or connecting Mm. to the crystals. Yeah, I mean, I think for so many people, and I know I definitely found myself in this boat for sure, when we're first starting to get into anything, right, whether it's crystals or essential oils or developing our psychic skills and intuition, like no matter what it is, we usually look outside of ourselves first for Mm -hmm. information Mm -hmm. and knowledge. And I think that's important, right? That can help really build our confidence and help us feel like we have a a fuller understanding of what this thing is that we're exploring in the spiritual realm. But at some point, we have to be inspired and empowered to take the leap to trusting our own intuition and inner guidance with the energies Mm -hmm. that we're working with. So it's really about creating a personal connection with your crystals through Um, just allowing yourself to explore their energy, maybe through meditation with your crystals, maybe through dream work with your crystals, maybe just Mm. sitting and kind of pondering that stone and ways that it's already helped in your own life and thinking about how that would actually apply as a healing property and really starting to trust that these experiences are meaningful and legitimate and that you don't necessarily always have to listen to what the experts say about a particular stone because your relationship and experience is valid as well. Oh, I love that you're saying that. I I find that I get that not just with crystals, as you're saying, but even with energy healing or working with light, people would, you know, sometimes in workshops say, oh, it's it's this color, or I didn't see that, but I felt it in my heart. And I would always say, you're going to receive whatever color is right for you. It it may or may yeah. not be, you know, you have to trust what that meaning is for you. Um, and I think that goes for any, like you said, divination or, or way of getting our messages. We have to eventually see what's personal to us. I love that you're saying this. I really do. Because I think sometimes people discount what they're getting because it's not the same as the teacher or the book said or the video. Right. Right, but yet they're so getting true. a different yeah. color or different use for something, right? Right, and that's it's so important to really learn to listen to that and trust that. And I think, you know, although yes, I'm an author, I write about crystals, I love it. My ultimate goal, my ultimate job with the Crystals for Energy Healing book was to help people feel more comfortable and more empowered and more inspired to start to trust their own relationship and their own experiences. Hmm. Yeah, and, you know, I agree, you know, the foundation, I think, is so important. Um, You have to learn. You have to have the foundation. But then at some point, you're right, it gets individualized 
to perhaps a de- deeper meaning or, or more personalized meaning, so that therefore is deeper and maybe more expansive, you know, I kind of call it inserting, you know, and that sounds like what you're doing. You're inserting the person in the process also. It's not just one-way street, you to them, but yet you're giving them the foundation, which is so important. Foundation and also the context, because I feel like sometimes when we're just starting out with something, and we have these amazing experiences. We don't always have the context to understand the meaning behind them. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. my job as a teacher and as an author is to kind of share, here are some of the possibilities that are waiting for you to discover and explore on your own. And I hope to inspire people to be able to do that. And like you said, to lay the foundation, but also to provide that context for mm-hmm. the experience they're having so they can really understand it in a deeper and more meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And by context, do you mean like why maybe they're researching crystals, maybe what's going on in their life? How would that, how does that look? Yeah, so definitely those things. I mean, just understanding the deeper reasons behind why they may be having a particular experience with a certain crystal Or it can also be really about helping them understand everything that's possible. I think sometimes when we have an experience, whether it's an experience in meditation or an experience with a crystal or an experience with channeling or psychic work, we Mm -hmm. doubt or we question because we have been told for so long that certain things aren't possible or that we think maybe they're possible for others, but they couldn't possibly work for us. You know, yeah. How do you think about? Oh oh boy, we seem to bump into that (laughs) one. What's some ways to get? Because it's true. I've had that even with myself, where people say, "Oh my God, you're so accurate." You know, I was tested at ninety-seven percent accuracy. I see all this, and then sometimes I think, "No, it's not going to happen for me." No, it's not happening. I don't know if that's a human. What is that? (laughs) And any remedy? I mean, how do you? You know. Because it does come up for a lot of people, and I've definitely had that experience as well. Yeah, you know, for me, this is going to sound so strange because I'm, like, very deep into the woo-woo world, right? So this Mm -hmm. is kind of one of those things. But believe it or not, I'm actually kind of a skeptic at heart. Like, for me, this was a big hurdle. Yeah, big hurdles to overcome. And so I approach this in this very kind of logical way, even though we're we're dealing with things that we don't always think of as being super logical. And I right. started a little intuition journal. So I had Ooh. a page journal in my journal, and so it was divided into three columns, okay? And the first column, I would write down any time I had something that felt like a flash of intuition, because I would always question, okay. was that really my intuition? Was that just mind chatter? What, you know, what was going on? So I'd write down whatever that flash of intuition was. It can be as simple as, you know, you thought of a particular person um, and, and felt like you really had to reach out to them, you know, because a lot of us get that, especially the people that we're close with. It could be that you had a dream about working with a crystal in a particular way or connecting with a particular spirit guide or archangel or ascended master, something like that. It can be anything that kind of falls in that intuitive realm. And then in the middle column, you write down whatever comes 
to pass with that. Maybe it's nothing. You know, I like to leave them blank, though, until something comes up because I find whether it's tomorrow or two weeks from now or six months from now, usually something comes up. (laughs) So I usually write a little bit about, okay, what actually happened with that? So if you had that thought, I really need to reach out to so-and-so, and three days later they give you a call when you were just thinking about them. Write that down. That is confirmation of these little things that are happening. And then in the third column, you write down what that might mean for you. You write down, okay, this is confirming that my intuition was right. Something was really going on with them. I should have listened and given them a call. Instead, I waited, and it's a lucky thing they reached out to me or whatever it is. You write down those insights that you're able to gather from paying attention because so often we discount or dismiss those intuitive insights. And what I found through doing work, and this is something I always recommend for my students, is that you start to see just how much you really can and should trust your intuition and your inner guidance. Wow. So do you think it's something with the writing and going back and looking that does that build confidence or security in what one's getting? Is it kind of proof? What, what, definitely. Why Okay. Yeah, I think it's definitely about building confidence because you can look back and see the concrete evidence that you have these abilities and that you can trust them. Because I think we forget a lot of the time about things that our intuition has told us. And so just getting in the habit of this makes us more conscious. It also makes you more conscious of recognizing in the moment when you are getting something coming through, when you are receiving a message. Because so many Mm -hmm. times we're so preoccupied during the day, and if something starts to come through, you know, we're like a squirrel with a shiny object. Our attention just gets totally, (laughs) you know, distracted, and we start to think about something else, and we don't ever follow through on that initial insight. And this just makes the space. You were just talking about making space, right? This is another way to make the space in your life, a way to make the space to allow this to unfold, And when you have it right there, if you are skeptical, if you are doubtful, when you have it right there in black and white on paper, it's really hard to reason it away. That's true. The black, gosh, that's so simple, but I think you're so right. I mean, putting it down on paper and then going back. And now how you leave it blank for however long until you get the, the message or confirmation or something that links to that. I do. For me, like this is normally about six months. And if I reach that six month mark and nothing has come up, then, you know, especially if it's a bigger thing, then I'll usually write in my margins, okay, maybe this one was just mind chatter. And it really also helps you start to recognize, you know, thinking back to when you had that thing that you were trying to identify as intuitive insight. It helps you start to learn what's intuition, what's fear, what's ego what's mind chatter, and you start to kind of get a better feel for those really true, authentic, intuitive messages that do come through. Well, I like this. Now, you say up to six months, so there's some patience with this then. So you're, this isn't like I didn't get my answer in a day or two or a week. This is, you're really keeping that space open, you know, for, could be, you know, quite a long time. 
Yeah, I mean, this is just like anything. It takes practice. It takes patience. And it's really like Mm -hmm. a workout for your intuition. You can't expect, you know, super fast results with your diet or your workout after just a few days or a few weeks. This is a long-term process. And especially if you do have some big blocks to recognizing and accepting and um, trusting your intuition, this might take a little while. You know, if you're someone that's you're really in it already, you kind of just want to, you know, um, do a little experiment. I think that you'll have, you know, some pretty quick results with this. But for most of us, if we're using this as a tool to really help us try and work through these blocks to our own confidence and our own trust issues when it comes to our intuition, it's going to take some time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Okay. I like that a lot. Um, so now I want to dive in a bit to the cosmic crystals, um, the rituals and meditation for connecting with lunar energy. There seems to be so much the last few years really about connecting back with the moon and, and that aspect of us and the whole idea of that earth rhythm, you know, earth moon rhythms, you know, the rhythm of nature and aligning it to us or how are we attuning? How did you kind of get this idea you know, this spark to do this, and if we can chat a bit about uh, the lunar cycles and some of the rituals and meditation and why you feel it's important to connect in with the lunar energy. Yeah, so this is such a very different journey from writing Crystals for Energy Healing. So like I mentioned, that was really, you know, this need to inspire and empower others and be of service and, and do something to really help other people connect with their crystals. Cosmic crystals really came from my own personal journey, and it was something that when I first started kind of working all this information out, I had no intentions of sharing it with other people. It was definitely something that was deeply personal. It was just for me. Um, And the reason is this is, like, so strange to talk about, but I'm usually such a private person, but this this book really helped me kind of open up really emotionally. Um, just a few weeks before my 29th birthday, I had to have a full hysterectomy. Um, I was dealing with uterine fibroids that were just out of control. Mm-hmm. We had tried so many things to get this under control. And even though my husband and I had so many conversations about the fact that we probably in our marriage and our lives together weren't going to have children or if we ever change our minds someday, we would probably adopt mm-hmm. children. Um, for me, I, I did not expect the great sense of loss that I still felt mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. having my hysterectomy. I, you know, I kind of knew that it would affect me somehow, but I didn't realize that and it wasn't even necessarily the the loss of the ability to have children, but it felt in a way a loss of part of myself as a woman. I feel like in so many modern kind of mystical circles, there's so much emphasis on our power as women, which I think is a beautiful thing. Yeah. But in many of those circles, that power is related back to your womb and, and this, this thing yeah. that you have as a woman that's special. Mm-hmm. And it was so challenging for me after that to feel whole. And mm-hmm. I really went through this period of grieving. And I was looking for ways to reconnect with my own divine feminine energy. Not my femaleness, but my own divine mm-hmm. feminine energy. And the moon 
is such, I think, a natural place to go to for that kind of support and exploration and discovery. And I got really deeply into understanding my connection with the universe as a whole and as this bigger thing. And the moon plays such an important role in our lives. It it has such great effect and influence on us more than we know. And this really became about personal empowerment and my own personal journey to reconnect with those more feminine aspects. So intuition and emotion and um, compassion and empathy. And for thousands and thousands of years, the moon has been a source of inspiration for all of those things, for cultures Mm -hmm. and civilizations across the globe. And it felt only natural to connect with that energy during that time. And of course, being the person that I am, I just had to incorporate crystals into that work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I like yeah, I like the combination. I like that you, you know that you wove that in as as well. Um, wow, what a powerful story! And I so agree with you with you know the whole idea with the womb. I mean, we have more than just I say the womb within. I mean, men have a womb. You know that sacred space of gestating ourselves, our ideas. Um, so you had to really expand, I would imagine, go deep, but yet expand in that divine feminine energy and, and how you look at it and how you're going, how you align to it. Yeah, and for me, it was really about looking for supportive energies that felt feminine to me. So it was about looking for community and not just community of women around me but looking for community in a greater way, looking for community and support from ancestor energies, looking for Mm. community and support through the history of feminine energy throughout civilization, looking at goddess energy, looking at all of these different ways that we can create more divine feminine in our lives and really tap into and connect with that in kind of a, on a universal scale. And so for me, because I I was feeling so connected and inspired by the moon, this just grew into this passion, this kind of love affair with the moon. And I really explored all the ways that I could connect with the moon in hopes to bring more of this divine feminine into my life. And crystals, really acted as a physical touch point for me for something mm-hmm. that I wasn't able to reach out and hold and physically connect with. I'm a, I'm a very tactile person. I feel like that's something I really need in my life to make something feel more real and to help me create that connection. And when you're talking about the celestial bodies, they're not exactly something we can reach out and hold, even though there's something <laughs> yeah, we get to right. see every day. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that physical connection and so working with crystals for the different lunar phases in the moon cycle working with crystals for the different full moons of the year we have you know a full moon just about every single month and so working with crystals at those times of the full moon the new moon really helped me understand the importance of this energy uh, for thousands of years, and and the more I learned about this energy, the more I realized just how important important it has been to 
so many people, to so many women, to so many cultures and civilizations across the globe for thousands and thousands of years and help me felt connected to something larger than myself. And so what started as this journey just to seek more of the divine feminine in my life turned into this discovery and journey of really connecting with the moon. And it just became this beautiful thing. And eventually I just decided, you know what, I have uncovered so much goodness here about ways to work with crystals, to connect with these energies, about ritual and ceremony and things that we can do in our lives to feel a part of something greater, to feel connected and plugged into the universe that I decided this had to be shared. This wasn't just for me any longer. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Well, and by the way, I mean, this whole, and, and, and you combining it with the crystals, I think is again, phenomenon, uh, phenomenal. I think that's uh just brilliant, you know, and because it, it gives it something also tangible to do with the, um, you know, focusing and with the ritual. But it also ties in with that larger to me cosmological cycle or, or evolutionary cycle of consciousness that we're being guided back to the moon, you know, to integrate the lunar energies more consciously, right, and make it part of the ritual I know since I started doing that again, because I fell out of it. I used to do a lot of goddess groups, all this kind of, you know, really working with lunar energies. And um, I don't know, God fell out of it. And then I'd say the last few years has been like this push. So I kind of somehow feel your book is going to be helping others to better do this, to understand these energies, and again, as you said earlier, perhaps to individually connect in. What's the right way for them to connect in and to understand these energies within themselves, you know, how to align to it. Um, so maybe there's a little bit of a divine guidance there, Ashley. A little bit. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> right? It seems, I think so. Um, I mean, you know, I'm always trying to pull the deeper meaning out of life experiences and really understand mm-hmm. what they mean and at the time, you know, when I was going through all of those different health challenges, it felt like, okay, really, what could the lesson be here? This is so miserable. <laughs> but mm-hmm. ultimately, something really beautiful was born of that. And in a way, it's so strange to think about, like, I feel as though I've tapped into that divine feminine and mother energy that I was really looking yeah. for in a completely different way. And the thing that I birthed was this book. Yes. It was the, the knowledge in this book. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, what a major birth, and to go through all those labor pains. Um, and let me ask you, when you were going through what you right when you were going through what you were going through, did you have a book in mind, or was what was the turning point where you thought I need to share this because I've been I've been using this. This has been helping me. I need to share this with others. Yeah. So you know, I'm really big into journaling, and for me, it was like writing down all of these different things that I was uncovering through my research of the moon. So really understanding how the moon influences me personally at that time and how it impacted me. And um, I came across, well, actually connected with an amazing woman, Evie Spencer, who wrote a fantastic book called Lunar Abundance. And it's really about um, manifesting according to the lunar cycle. And I really was inspired by Ezzy's work, but I wanted to take this 
even deeper and, and just look at things, not just for manifesting things in my life. And, you know, when I say manifesting, of course, I don't just mean a new house or a new car or something silly like that. I mean, right. really manifesting the life that you want for yourself. And it's a very, very deep work that Ezzy created. But for me, it was about understanding that lunar cycle more fully and how it really influences all the different aspects of life and and why I had these ups and downs and for me you know without and sorry this sounds so strange but without having that monthly cycle anymore in my own life the menstrual cycle because that was now you know fairly absent from my life I was looking for a way to understand and connect with natural cycles in a way to kind of replace what I was missing. And what I found through that work is that this wasn't just something for me because of that personal experience, but through my journaling and uncovering, you know, just how important this had been to people for thousands of years. It, it helped me really take a step outside of myself and my own conscious connection to this energy and realize that this is something that we need to get back to because I realized just how much, even prior to my hysterectomy, this connection was missing from my own life. And I knew I wasn't the only person experiencing that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I don't know, a deeper peace and part of the whole, I don't know. There's, there is a certain feeling I feel by following those cycles. Um, definitely. So what can yeah, you share? It's like being, Go ahead. Oh, sorry. It's, I was just going to say, it's just like being more in alignment and more in the flow, right? I mean, that's like really the yeah. feeling that you yeah. get. Yeah, that's a good point. That's what, yeah, I feel more in alignment, more with the flow. I feel like probably to, to um, you know, open up to these higher frequency energies that are happening is we have to be not only more receptive, which is that lunar energy, but more in the cycle of nature. You know, I think there's like this great, yes. right, maybe reset, redirection that we're more, instead of fighting the cycles, attuning more to them. But, of course, we have to relearn how to do that. You know, there has to be handbooks out there because we've been living kind of on a false, you know, man-made, man-made, um, which was interesting in the past, <laughs> You know, kind of man-made cycles. Yeah. I mean, especially in modern day. I mean, if you think about we're busy all the time. We're always pushing. We're always doing. And what the moon really helped to teach me in a, in a greater way at a time where I really needed it were deeper lessons of self-care. And I think more and more of us are realizing and awakening to the importance of self-care in our lives. And if you think about Nature, nature has periods of self-care. So we have the new moon where things are dark and quiet and restful. And as the moon starts to wax and fill up with light as it's headed toward the full moon, things slowly start growing. They slowly start awakening. And by the time of the full moon, things are at their peak. They're in that place of really high energy, high frequency, and then it slowly starts to wane back down to that period of rest. We also see this Mm -hmm. with the season, right? I mean, we have Mm -hmm. spring or autumn and winter where we go through this same cycle on a larger scale, a longer time scale. And when we look back to 
our ancestors, and I mean, when I say ancestors, I mean even up through the beginning of the 20th century, when we were much more agrarian, we followed these same cycles and seasons uh, that nature was showing us how to live, and we lived very much in harmony with that. And I think now that we have with the development of modern technology and which is amazing and globalization, which is amazing <laughs> and can be so positive. And we have more knowledge at our fingertips than we ever have before, but we've somehow also lost something or we've compromised. And the thing is, we don't mm. have to do that. We don't have to do right. that. I love what you say. Compromise. Now it's interesting because I've been talking a lot about self-care. In fact, I did at the top of the program and you mention it now And I do, so how is that correlating with the moon? Because I've been feeling that's a big focus for so many of us that it becomes something not just a luxury or something nice or interesting, but part of our our routine, our ritual, part of our life here. There seems to be more with this self-love, self-acceptance, and that self-care comes in. Now, how you mentioned that with the moon or lunar energies. What would you say is the correlation and and why why does it come through that lunar energy yeah so it really does come down to the lunar cycle and what the moon cycle and the the phases of the moon are teaching us so like i said it starts in a period of the moon new moon in the phase of the new moon and we have this you know completely dark moon and that is really a time of rest it's a time of rejuvenation and renewal and also a time for intention setting so if you think about that as a metaphor in our own lives those are the types of activities that you should really be focused on during that time so rather than this tendency that we have in modern western culture to push 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 all the time and be busy all the time If you use the lunar cycle as a guide in your own life for periods of rest and periods of growth, you find that you do feel so much more in balance and alignment and harmony because this all works on a a two-week cycle. It's, It's about two weeks from the time of the new moon to the full moon. And so if you think that once a month you have a really big push toward a goal, a project, something you want to create in your life. And once a month, you have a period for deep rest and relaxation and healing and rejuvenation and time to plan for the next big push. You find that that really is in its own way a form of self-care because you're allowing yourself time to reflect on everything you've just accomplished in the previous moon cycle and plan for everything that you'd like to do in the next moon cycle. And rather than pushing through and never giving yourself that chance to rest and have downtime and never giving yourself to appreciate what you've already accomplished in your life and reflect on that, you really miss out if you don't have that. And so just by living in harmony with this natural cycle, with this guide that's there for us, to be kind of a teacher in a way and a a good reminder and mirror for what we need in our own lives, you do find that you become a happier, healthier person. This can be such a powerful tool for self-care because it really teaches you to allow yourself, again, like you were talking about earlier, that space 
in your life. Mm-hmm. If we can't mm-hmm. always stick to just one thing, we can't do just the pushing and just the um, go, go, go energy. We have to follow the natural ebb and flow, and that is what the moon teaches us. Those are the greater lessons. Mm, wow, love that. Sounds like it is a way to tap into and align to that the divine feminine and to get back into that flow like you said, not do not the pushing, pushing, do, 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 but to work with the energies, which are our natural and innate energies uh, anyway. But what a great tool, you know, to have the awareness of using the lunar cycles. Now, um, Ashley, how do you bring in the crystals with the, the lunar cycles? Yeah, this is a great question. So like I said, for me, I personally found that, I really needed a physical reminder. I needed a touch point because I'm very much in my head, like a lot of us, right? And so for me, it was too easy to fall back into regular routines and habits and things that, you know, we just do in our day-to-day without really being conscious of the moon's influence. But I found that by working with some crystals that really – related to the specific qualities of each moon phase. So, for example, again, the new moon being time of rest, relaxation, rejuvenation, new beginnings. I found that by having crystals that supported those same energies and those same qualities, I would carry them around with me during the moon phases. And now I have a little altar set up where I actually have a lunar phase tracker and I move a little crystal over each of the lunar phases on this beautiful piece of selenite that's engraved with the whole um, lunar cycle. And it it just helps me be more mindful and connect with the energies that are happening cosmically. And so um, working with crystals, say for the new moon, like rhodonite, Mm -hmm. which is so, so good for new beginnings, was really empowering for me because it gave me that personal touchstone to carry around with me as a reminder throughout my day that if I started to go back into that habit of pushing and being more in that masculine phase of energy, that really yeah. I had that physical reminder with the rhodonite that, no, this was a time for rest, rejuvenation, and new beginnings. This was a time to maybe be thinking about what I was going to be doing next, but it wasn't necessarily a time for action. And working with the crystals for each of the moon phases in this way really helped me. This is a big part of the book. But more than that, we have full moons every month, which are our action times. There are times of highest energy and and highest power. And so Mm -hmm. there are certain crystals that we work with the full moon, but more specifically, there are actually different full moons of the year. So I've broken down in the book the ancient Celtic full moons of the year because we have 13 full moons each year. I broke down some modern moons, which are kind of gathered from cultures all over the world. And I call them the modern moons because they're moon names that are still kind of in use today. So um, just kind of thinking about what's 
coming up right now, or actually what we just had in June, we had the strawberry moon. And that's a modern moon. We still call it the strawberry moon. It's based on, again, our agricultural roots and things that were going on at that time. So June is a time for strawberries to be harvested and collected. And so we have Mm -hmm. the energy of the strawberry moon. And there are actually crystals that connect with these different moons every year. So we have the buck moon, which is a time for deer to shed their antlers. We have um, the cold moon, which was a time of great cold. And these come, these names for these moons usually identify things that are happening in the natural world so that we can be more in harmony. And they come from North American native people. They come from the ancient Celts. They come from Asia. They come from Africa, Central America. Cultures across the globe have been connecting with lunar energy in this way. And so I really wanted to break down some of the things I was doing personally through working with my crystals for ritual um, to really connect with these energies each month at that peak time, at that time of the full moon. And so if you're open, I would love to share because we'll be coming up on our July full moon very quickly here, um, some information about that moon so you can really understand oh, how this all gets put into know, context. Ashley, I would, if you'd love to come back for a part two, because we're actually a little over time. We're, um, you've got so much information. I so love this awakening conversation with you. Um, it's, been, it's so helpful, but we're actually out of time. So, Oh, time just uh, flies. Well, you know what? The good news is right? we'll pre-order. Go get the excerpts right away so they can start working with that information. Um, it's a pre-order cool. bonus. And then the book is, like I said, going to be out in just a few short weeks, August 20th. Great. And give us, you had two websites, uh, Love and Light uh, School of Crystal Love Therapy. Light School. Yeah, com. You can click on mm-hmm. the shop, find the book there, and I'll actually send you a signed copy. Um, or you can go to Quarto, Q-U-A-R-T-O, knows.com. That's the publisher's website. And do a little search for the title, Cosmic Crystals. And you'll see all the places that you can order that book worldwide. Perfect. Ashley, this has really been a joy and uh, very informative and insightful. So thank you so much for being on the program. So appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Take good care. All right, Radiant Lights. Okay, that was Ashley Levy, and you can find out more information about her book at Love and Light School. Uh, We were diving in, talking about crystals for energy healing, as well as her upcoming book, Cosmic Crystals, The Rituals and Meditations for Connecting with Lunar Energy. Woo, wow, what a great awakening conversation. Um, Also, if uh, you feel a resonance this weekend saturday the 13th i am doing a tele workshop on working through the subtle energy um, and aligning with your own intention we're going to be doing some inner work clearing and uh, working with the chakras if you're open to that uh, you can find out more information by going to soulplayground.life um, also on eventbrite as well um, and all things awakenings if you want to get on the list Keep in the loop or get the monthly um, energetic forecast, as well as guest suggestions, topic suggestions, email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. 
Wow, great to connect with all of you. See you next week. I'm getting woke and staying woke. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you